everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talk Recorded live.
Greetings. You are listening to the live services of I Follow the Light Ministries. We're going to play one more song while we wait for people finishing to connect to the Internet and over the telephone across the world, and then we will say our prayers and begin today's topic. you and thank you Lord for this opportunity opportunity today to speak forth your word and to hear your word. Thank you for the opportunities that you give us each day to do things for you, to do things for the kingdom and for your people, to love one another, to help one another, to support one another in the truth. 
We ask, Lord, that your will be done today in this service, that you, Father, be glorified, that your people be edified, that people will grow in the knowledge of the scriptures and of the truth, that people be delivered of false doctrines, that people will grow in maturity in your word. We ask, Lord, that the darkness will flee this day, that the light of truth will shine into people's hearts and minds more by the end of this service than what it had. We pray, Lord, your will be done in all of this, that you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Well, today we're going to be talking about the identity of the 12 tribes of Israel and how that is important to understanding prophecy for the end times. The fact is that the book of Revelation, even Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah, and other prophetic books of the Bible was not written just for people thousands of years ago, but actually even more so for the last generation, more so for the people that would actually see those prophecies be fulfilled. That we do not have to be ignorant of the things to come, but that our Father wants us to be prepared and to understand what is occurring and what will occur. So that when those things occur that are written in the book of Revelation, that we will not be frightened or ignorant, but understanding and have a spirit of peace and even joy in the midst of great tribulation. So that when the hurricanes blow and the earth shakes, stars fall from heaven, that we would not be moved or frightened, knowing that God is in control. Saw these things from the beginning and even told us about them before they occurred. Now, even though people have been reading this Bible for thousands of years, we are going to see it fulfilled. The final pages, final prophecies, the final fulfillments, not just the foreshadowings, but the actual primary fulfillment of these biblical prophecies. Praise God. To understand who Israel is, is vital, is a key to understanding these end-time prophecies. Because we must face the facts. The reality is that all of us, regardless of where you live, where you come from, what your background is, what religion you are, what the denomination you are, regardless of any of these things, we have all been taught by mankind what to believe 
based upon the doctrines and religions and the society, customs and beliefs of where we are from and our parents and our grandparents and the people around us, all of these things have influenced our thinking and the way we believe. If he was born in Iran, you're probably most likely was born, programmed, and brainwashed to be a Muslim. That's just reality of life. If he was born in China, you probably program and brainwashed to be Buddhist or atheist. If he was born in Utah, probably a Mormon. If he was born in the mountains of Tennessee, probably Pentecostal or Baptist. If he's born in the northern United States, probably Catholic, perhaps something else, but majority Catholic. And India, Hindu, and so forth and so forth, based upon location and societal customs of that location. So why if you were born? in one of those places rather than the place he was actually born? What did your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents and your brothers and sisters and your people you went to school with and your teachers and everybody you knew was of that other religion? But you was not taught the Bible and you was not taught Jesus. Would you question what you believed and how far would you go to find and seek and find the truth? How far would you go? Well, a lot of people think, well, that's only an issue for people in other nations. But the fact is, it is a real issue for people, regardless of where you're at on this globe, because there is no difference in the brainwashing of a foreign nation and a foreign religion than what it is in one of the hundreds of denominations of where you are. It's the same thing. There's no difference. We've all been raised to believe things by our society our local culture, our family. But there is a God in heaven. And he's not just in heaven. He's all over the world, all over the universe, all over this earth, who has one truth and one set of doctrines. One truth about prophecy and one truth about what his will is, what you are to do and not to do. We are not here to preach a religion or a denomination of man. We are here to hear God's voice, follow his will and his spirit. For he is seeking a people. He is seeking a people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. I say all that to say this, that we have been taught that only the tiny little nation of Israel in the Middle East, that they are Israel and no one else. But the fact is, if you read the Bible, there was 12 tribes of Israel, not just one or two. And if you ask the Jews themselves what tribes they are from, they are only from the tribe of Judah and Benjamin and perhaps Levi but not the other tribes. And therefore, we have this dilemma of what they call the lost ten tribes of Israel. And people have debated for centuries, who are the lost ten tribes of Israel? Well, rather than teaching you what any religion or denomination or culture teaches, we're going to read the Bible 
and we're going to look at quite a few scriptures because here we don't go by one verse theology like denominations do. We don't go by one verse theology, but we go by here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept, reading all of the Bible to understand who Israel is so that when we read the Bible about the end time prophecies about Israel, Gog and Magog and all these things about the great tribulation that we know what it's talking about. So that we don't have to be ignorant, but knowing and understanding these holy scriptures. Now the days of Param are coming up very soon here. March 12th and 13th. Very, very soon. March 12th and 14th is going to be the holidays of Param. P-U-R-I-M. Two days that Israel, especially the tribe of Judah, the Jews, are going to be celebrating those days in remembrance of the victory that God gave Esther and Mordecai and the Jews over the Persians. We're going to be reading in Ezekiel 38. You'll have to be going and turning to Ezekiel 38. Because Ezekiel 38 is the God-Magog war prophecy. But we have to understand who Persia is in Ezekiel 38 and who Israel is in Ezekiel 38. Who will be invaded and who will be the invaders? This is very important to Param. I'm going to connect Param directly with God met God. Not saying that that's when it's going to occur, but there is a connection. In Ezekiel 38, verse 1, it says, And the word of the Lord, and by the way, in case you're listening for the first time, we are reading, first of all, all the articles on the website at I Saw the Light Ministries are all written in King James Version of scriptures on the website. But when we are preaching during our live services, we're reading from the New American Standard Bible. And but you're welcome to try to follow along in the King James. And if you're wondering why we read from the New American Standard Bible during services, then uh, there's an article about that on the website as well. In Ezekiel 38, verse 1, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward Gog, the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Mashkal, and Tabal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O God, the prince of Rosh, Meshkal, and Tabal. I will turn you about and put hooks into your jaws. Notice there the word put hooks. Now, I'd really like to encourage you to underline hooks, or at least put it in your notes, because I'm going to give you a huge, powerful testimony about that God gave me two sets, or actually one set of hooks, two hooks, giant metal hooks, in 2008 to confirm this prophecy and the identity of Persia, Gog, Magog, and Israel. In 2008, I was walking along the road, carrying signs, 
that said China will invade the U.S. In fact, before then and after then, especially after then, people have contacted me from all across the United States by email, telephone, letters, and so forth, and personal testimony in the laundromats and other places that they have received dreams and visions all over the United States. Tons of people of the dreams and visions of this God, Magog invasion of the United States and Israel. And so I was walking the road carrying that sign that said, China will invade U.S. And I had been doing this for a little bit, a little while, on several occasions, and nobody had ever stopped to talk to me along the side of the highways up until that day. Because that day I was walking alone, and lo and behold, I found these two giant metal hooks hooked, attached to a big, long set of chains that had been left there by uh, a tow truck. And God was like, pick these up and carry them with you. That's what I did. I started carrying this set of chains and hooks down the highway with my sign. And then a car did finally stop to talk to me. And then a second car, then a third car. All of a sudden, for the first time ever, these people started stopping along the side of the highway to talk to me and ask what I was doing. And in the third car, these two young men asked me, where in the Bible does it say that Russia and China were invading the United States? And I told them to look in Ezekiel 38 about God and their God, that that is Russia and China. And so... They left, and I went back to my tent that I was living in at the time, and I went to Ezekiel 38, just like I told them. And lo and behold, it surprised me and shocked me when I came to that verse 4. I would turn you about and put hooks into your jaws, and I would bring you out and all your army horses and horsemen, all of them splendidly attired, a great company with buckler and shield, all of them wielding swords, Persia, Ethiopia, Cute, and all of them, all of them showed a helmet. Who is Persia? The fact is that it is not even debated who Persia is. We know that Persia is Iran. In fact, the nation of Iran was always known as Persia up until something like, what, 1960s, 70s, 80s, something like that, as recent as that, that they had changed their name to Iran. But they have always historically called themselves and been known as Persia. So we know who Persia is. So this is an Iranian invasion of Israel. And not only Iran, but other nations with Iran attacking Israel. But it says that in verse 4, I will turn you about, God and Magog, Russia and China, and bring you. I will bring you. I will put hooks in your jaws, and I will bring you. So we can say that it's Trump or this person or that person or that person or that person or New World Order or the president of Syria or the president of Iran or Putin and blame it on those people those military leaders, those national leaders, all we want to, but the fact is, it's not them at all. It is God that is going to bring Iran 
and these other nations into Israel. God is in control. God determines the wars and the winners and the losers of the war and when the wars occur. God is God, supreme, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And he determines, the Bible says, who will be the kings, who will be the governments. There is no power except for the powers established by God. That is what the Bible teaches us. For both good and bad, whatever a king or president or prime minister is, regardless, God is in control. And it's God that will bring these nations into this war. Now it says here, uh, let's go down all the way down to verse 8. After many days you will be summoned in the latter years. You will come into the land that is restored from the sword, whose inhabitants have been gathered from many nations to the mountains, pearl, of Israel, which have been a continual waste, but its people were brought out from the nations. And they are living securely, all of them. You will go up and you will come like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land. It's very important to read all of the Bible. Because when you look at the word storm and cloud and the other words associated with that in prophecy in the book of Isaiah, Ezekiel, Revelation, uh, and throughout the scriptures, that is symbolism, prophetic symbolism for the nation of Syria. The fact is that the last two invasion attempts of Israel both of those last two invasion attempts of Israel, 1967 and before, was committed by Syria and their allies. Syria has been involved in both of the last two attempts. Not Turkey, but Syria. And Syria was actually the, lean, the ringleaders of both invasions of Israel. When you look at the world today, what's going on today, it is Iran and Syria and Russia and China, those four nations, even Iraq, you could be a fifth, but mostly Iran, Syria, Russia, and China, there are tight allies against Israel. And we have seen the United Nations taking formal, official, hardline stance against Israel in support of Syria when it comes to the borders and who owns what about the land. Amen. These are a matter of birthrights and land claims. This goes all the way back to Ishmael. It goes all the way back to Esau and Jacob that are fighting over the land, over the holy land. Of Israel. And so we see the United Nations and Russia and China and Iran supporting, and even all the Muslim and common nations, all supporting Syria over and above Israel when it comes to the land claims of the Golden Heights and so forth. You cannot deny the Confederation here includes both Syria and Iran and Russia and China. Those are the allies. Hey, people can teach you 
all kinds of theories about who Gog and Magog is. People can teach you all kinds of theories about who Israel is and who the ten tribes are and who the twelve tribes are. And there's a tons of websites out there that are very, very, very convincing about who Gog and Magog is and who Israel is. But all we really got to do is look at the world we're living in right now. Open your eyes and see the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Amen. People can say that it's Germany and Europe. That's what I was taught as a kid, is that Germany and Europe will invade Israel. That's the silliest nonsense I've ever heard in my life, but it's what I was taught as a child and I believed it. And I read books and was taught that and listened to sermons and was taught and totally programmed to believe that it would be Europe. And many people today are still being taught. Many, many. It's it's one of the most popular doctrines out there about who will invade Israel, where the Antichrist will come from. It's Europe, 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 Europe will be the United States of Europe that we, we revived Roman Empire of Europe to invade Israel. But like I said, you can be taught anything by any religion, any denomination on earth, but when it comes to the fulfillment and we see these things being fulfilled with our own eyes, we've got to lay down the doctrines of man, lay down the website teaching, the internet doctrines and the denominational doctrines, and understand and realize and, and embrace the reality of what we're actually, actually seeing being fulfilled. Amen. And what we're seeing fulfilled is not a unified, great empire of Europe preparing to invade Israel. No. But what we are seeing is Syria, Iran, both publicly proclaiming that they will invade Israel. On the record, officially, publicly, out of their own mouth, Syria saying that they will take back the Golden Heights in a military conquest of Israel, the United Nations supporting of that, Iran supporting of that, Russia and China supporting of that, and Russia and China publicly on the record saying that they would defend Assad with nuclear warfare. Out of their own mouth, their own words, not my words. Russia and China repeatedly have said that they would defend Assad and that there is no way that they will ever allow Assad to be removed out of power, that they will defend him with nuclear weapons. So who will invade Israel? Germany? Hogwash. England? Hogwash. America? Hogwash. It will be Persia, as the Bible tells us. Hello? And who are the allies of Persia? Open your eyes. Syria, Russia, and China. Come on now. How hard is this to understand? All we got to do is see the fulfillment. And it blows out the doctrines out the windows. The fulfillment. Amen. So now we know who God and Magog is, just by opening our eyes. 
We know who Gog Magog is. Also proven by the fact that God gave me those chains on the side of the road. God didn't say, hey, you're wrong about what you're telling people, but rather he said, you're right. You're on target. Affirming the prophecy. Affirming the ministry. So now that we know who the God Magi side is, who is the Israelite side? Who is the Israelites? Who are the 12 tribes? And so it says here in verse 8 that these nations would come against the mountains of Israel. Pearl, mountains. So I really encourage you to underline that S of mountains because if you want to understand prophecy, you've got to understand these key words. Just like the storm and the cloud, compare that to the uh, prophecies in Isaiah about the end time Assyrian, the Assyrian. It never says the Roman or the Jewish or the American Antichrist, Son of Perdition, but it always calls the end time Son of Perdition repeatedly throughout Scripture, calls him the Assyrian. And the context of those verses are extremely clear that it's talking about the end time Son of Perdition, what people call the Antichrist. So, these key words, storm and cloud, refers to, to the Assyrian. But the word mountains and prophecy refers to nations and kingdoms. Nations, kingdoms. Mountains, for example, the scriptures talking about the kingdom of God as a rock, a mountain coming down out of the sky that smashes the feet and toes of the statue of the Babylonian statue that Daniel saw. The mountain of God coming down to smash the toes. That mountain representing the kingdom, the nation of God. And also it says that there will be no harm in all of my holy mountain. So the word mountain in prophecy, in prophetic language, is a symbolism for nations. But this is not singular pearl. I mean singular Israel. It's pearl. More than one nation of Israel. We're going to see other scriptures that confirms there are more than one nation of Israel. So when you look at Israel in the Middle East, that's only one nation, only one tribe, only the tribe of Judah. But there are other tribes. Now, so now let's understand this. Let's go to Genesis 12. But while you're turning to Genesis 12, Genesis chapter 12. I'll give you this testimony of a divine, powerful confirmation is that when I woke in my Bible, when it came time to start the sermon, came time to start services, I just woke in the Bible anywhere to try to start to go to Ezekiel 38. But the exact page that I opened the Bible to was the beginning of Esther, which was in the Spirit of God in my heart and in my mind. Even though it was not written down to 
spoke about it, the Holy Ghost was saying to me, tell the people that term, the symbolism of term up here in less than two weeks, the symbolism is Persia, that Esther and Mordecai and everything that happened in the book of Esther was in the Persian Empire, the Iranian Empire. So what happened with Esther, where those Persians, those Iranians, were plotting to kill and destroy all of the Jewish nation, all of the Jewish, Jewish tribes, all of the Jewish people, was a foreshadowing, a prophetic symbolism of our end time, of another Persian-Iranian plot against the tribe of Judah, the Jews. But not this time, not just the tribe of Judah, but this time, all the tribes of Israel. In Genesis 12, verse 1, Now the Lord said to Abram, Abraham, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. Excuse me. So Abraham wasn't born and raised in the holy land of Canaan, of Israel, but he came from somewhere else. And people, it's very commonly known that he was from Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. I can't say all these words, but you know what I'm talking about, hopefully. But what they have not taught you is that more specifically, Abraham was from the land of Syria. And that can be proven. And if you will look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who Abraham married, and then who Isaac married, and then who Jacob married, these men married in every generation the Syrian women. Now, I know you've never heard that before, but Isaac's wife was a Syrian woman, not Hebrew, not Israelite, not Jewish. Jacob's wife was a Syrian woman, not Hebrew, not Jewish, not Israelite. So you had intermarriages between the Hebrews and the Syrians. So the tribes are not only total Jewish bloodline or Israelite bloodline, but also a mixture of even Syrian bloodline. You can look at that more deeply in your homework, study that out, how each person married. But those are intermarriages. We're looking more today on the actual bloodline tribes of the Israelites as far as the Israelite bloodline to understand the end-time prophecies of Israel. Now it says in verse 2 about Abraham going into the land of Canaan, I will make you a great nation. Now Israel is a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. And so you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. We can look at the reality of the world today and see that all the nations that bless and support and love Israel 
They are blessed nations. Look at Australia, America, and Great Britain. They are lands of prosperity and have been for a long time. Those that bless Israel are blessed. But look at the nations that do not bless Israel. Nigeria, Iran, Iraq, China, Russia, and many other nations throughout Africa. And you see the consequences and the curses of not blessing Israel. Even by that alone, just by opening your eyes on the landscape of the world, you can see who Israel is and who Israel is not. Those nations that bless the tiny little nation of Israel, they are blessed. And the nations that do not bless them, but rather curse them, they are cursed. So you can read all the websites you want to that claim that the Jews that are living in Israel are not Jews. But the fact is, those that bless them are blessed, and those that curse them are cursed. Proves that those Jews living in Israel are true Jews. So those internet website doctrines go flying out the window because of all those conspiracies were true, that the Jews are not true Jews, but they are the synagogue of Satan. If that theory was true, then you would not see the blessings and cursings upon the particular specific nation that you actually see blessed and cursed based upon who blesses and curses Israel. Come on now. And so it says here also, in verse 3, I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. All the families, not just one or two, but all the families of the earth will be blessed by Israel. If we open our eyes to the reality of what we see today on this earth, what nations, more than anyone else, blesses and helps the uh, people all across the world? Is Russia known for well-known and respected and honored for helping people across the world more than any other nation? No. Russia does not fit that. Does China fit that? No. Does Nigeria? No. Who fits that description? I would say mostly coming down to the top three nations that are most known for helping nations worldwide and blessing nations worldwide would be America and the nation of Israel that we know and Great Britain. How that. Now, you can hate America all you want and you can put all the accusations against America all you want and say America has invaded and dominated and this and this and that, but you can't deny that America has also sent money to poor nations, even if they have enslaved them, even if they have dominated them, they have also sent out America more than any other nation on this earth. America is the one that is known for sending the missionaries and the Red Cross and uh, all the uh, financial aid and medical aid and uh, aid when there's major, major, huge earthquakes and 
and Tsongis and everything else is always, everybody, anytime there's a great tragedy, anywhere in this world is always a, a handout to America. America, please give us a billion dollars because the earthquakes just hit us. And we have a 1,000 people dead or 10,000 people dead. America, please give us a billion dollars and all your medical aid and everything you can. And America sends it every time. America, Great Britain, and Israel, all through your knees, fulfill that more than anybody else on earth. There's no nations that fulfill verse 2 and 3 any better than America and Great Britain and the British Commonwealth and the, and the nation of Israel that we know, which proves that Israel is Israel, at least part of Israel, but you've still got to identify each of the 12 tribes. Now let's go to chapter 15. Genesis 15, verse 18. Genesis 15, verse 18. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, Abraham, saying, To your descendants I have given this land, from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river of Preaches. So not only to the family of Abraham that was alive during the lifetime of Abraham, but also to his descendants. And if you keep reading the whole Bible, it's to his descendants throughout all generations. So those promises that God made to Abraham, and then to Isaac, and then to Jacob, and then to Joseph, and then to Manasseh and Ephraim, did not end thousands of years ago. It did not end. And we'll read some verses that will confirm that. If you look at what nation on earth is the most blessed, the most rich, the most food of land of milk and honey, that would be America, Great Britain, and Israel, Australia, and the nations that are aligned with the formal Roman, I mean, uh, formal British Commonwealth Empire. The largest empire that has ever existed was the British Commonwealth. In all of human history, even larger than the Egyptian, even larger than the Assyrian, even larger than the Roman, Babylonian, Persian, Greek, any of the historical empires that have ever, ever existed in all of human history, the largest, most powerful empire that has ever been on this earth other than the kingdom of God was the British Commonwealth Empire. You cannot debate that. That is fact. So who has the blessings that God gave upon Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he would be a great nation, that his descendants would be a great nation, and that they would bless the entire earth and all the tribes and families of the earth, and that he would give the land even beyond the Jordan River, all the way to the river of Egypt, which is the Nile River, and to the Aprites, which goes beyond the land of Palestine, what they call, and so the fact is that the uh, British Empire did rule in the 1930s and 40s as recent as that. 
the British Empire was in control of this exact location until the British Empire started selling their birthright until Queen Elizabeth, the blood is on her hands. Queen Elizabeth and the, uh, the British throne started giving away the British Empire lands to the Palestinians, to the Jordanians, to the Syrians, so forth. Queen Elizabeth has sold her birthright and the birthright of the British people and destroyed such things. But nevertheless, despite all that, we can still see the footprint of the great British Empire and even in the United States of America. Let's go to chapter 17, verse 1. Genesis 17, verse 1. Now when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, as for me, behold, my covenant, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you. And you will be the father of a multitude of nations. Now, even though the Muslims and the Arabs claim that Abraham is the father of their nations, now he was, through Israel, the father of the Muslim and Arab nations, but when you look at the promises, those promises of blessing and multitude did not go to Israel and did not go to Esau, but they went from Abraham to Isaac, to Jacob, to Joseph, to Manasseh, to Ephraim. So, we must look at who the promise went to in order to identify the tribes of Israel because the promises of blessing and prosperity and protection was not transferred to the Arab and Muslim nations. So you can identify the 12 tribe of Israel by not saying that it is the Muslim nations, because that would be impossible. Because the Arab and Muslim nations are not blessed. They are cursed. Look at their economy. Look at their diseases. Look at their famine. Look at their pestilence. Look at the state of the world today and identify Israel, identify the descendants of Israel, identify the descendants of Esau, identify the descendants of these people by the blessings and cursings. There are no more blessed people on earth than the British American people. And I'll make the father a multitude of nations. So there's more than one tribe, more than one nation of Israel if you follow the bloodline of the promises. Now this is not about race. I'm not here to establish that one race 
or a better people. That's not my goal today. That's not my plan today. And I'm not here to give people uh, a reason to hate one tribe over another or to feel proudful or any other thing other than to be able to identify these people in end-time prophecy. That is my only goal, is to be able to identify the people that the Bible is talking about so that we can understand the Bible, so that we can understand prophecy, so that when these events come on the world, that we do not have to be unaware of what is occurring and why it's occurring, but understanding these things in the name of the Lord. Verse 5, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations, not just one. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will come forth from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Who is the God of the Muslim nations? Not the God of Israel. Who are the God of Nigeria? Not the God of Israel. Who is the God of Sudan? Who is the God of this person and that person and this person? Who is the God of Ethiopia? Who is the God of Egypt? Who is the God of Syria? Who is the God of Jordan? Who is the God of any of those nations in Africa or Asia? Who is the God? Now, you can say that America is lost, and that would be true. America is lost. America has turned their back on God. And you can say that George Washington was a Freemason, and you can say that Thomas Jefferson was a Freemason, and you can say this, and you can say that, and you can say anything you want to, but the fact still remains that if you look on the earth today, who are the people of the Ten Commandments? Who are the people of the Scriptures? Who are the people of the Bible that founded their nation, their culture, their society, and their laws based on the Holy Scriptures? That would be the nation of Israel and America and the British Empire. Even if they don't follow it, even if they have turned their back on it, even if it was polluted with Freemasons, you still cannot deny the fact that the Ten Commandments was the basis and the, and the knowledge of Jesus Christ was the basis and the foundation for the establishment of the American government and the British Empire. Thou shall not kill, thou shall not murder. That should not steal. That should not bear false witness. All of these things was established through the Ten Commandments. Now, yes, you have some of these laws in other nations as well, even the Gentile nations. But they do not respect the Holy Scriptures as the foundation of such. They are arrogant. In their own laws, they don't know where these laws originate from. But America knows where the laws originate from. 
Americans are so ignorant of their foundation of this nation. Americans, by far and large, are very, very ignorant of the facts of history of the Christian, biblical, Ten Commandments, Jesus Christ, foundation of America and the British Empire. We are the people of honoring the Bible, even though they have thrown it out the window in the end time generation, just like Israel has many times before. Look at chapter 22, Genesis 22. Genesis 22, verse 16. And said, look at verse 15. Verse 15, the angel will call to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Indeed, I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore and your seed, your children, your grandchildren, shall possess the gate of their enemies. And in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Well, all the nations of the earth are not blessed by Egypt, Sudan, Uganda, Rwanda, Nigeria. No. All the nations of the earth are blessed by America, Israel, and the British Empire. Amen? But they will also possess the gates of their enemies. Well, up until President Carter, that was true, that America controlled the Panama Canal, that America, the British Commonwealth, the British Commonwealth uh, controlled Hong Kong. And even before the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, when the British Empire gave away the land of uh, uh, the Middle East, even the, the straits and canals of the Red Sea and the Mediterranean Sea and all that land, all those canals were controlled by the British Empire until they sold their birthright in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, that means. Who has controlled the gate to their enemies throughout the last 200 years has been America and the British Empire more than any other nation on earth. We cannot deny that if we know our history. Who fulfills these scriptures? Who fulfills these scriptures? I think the answer is clear. Look at chapter 26. Chapter 26, verse 3. Sojourn in this land. Now this is talking to not only Abraham, but to Isaac. Verse 1, let's go to verse 1. So there was a famine in the land. 
besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Joar, to Amalek, king of the Philistines, and the Lord appeared to him, Isaac, and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land which I tell you, sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and bless you, and to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. So we see those promises went down from Abraham. Everything that we've read so far about Abraham got passed down to the next descendant, to the next hired herald of the throne, to the next child of the promise, Isaac, and then later to Jacob. So if you look at uh, chapter 27, chapter 27, verse 26, Chapter 27, verse 26. Then his father Isaac said to him, to uh, Jacob, now it's going down to the next line, the next generation. So we're following it from Abraham to Isaac, now to Jacob. Verse 26, his father Isaac said to him, to Jacob, Please come close and kiss me, my son. So he came close and kissed him. And when he smelled the smell of the garments, he blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. But now may God give you of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and abundance of grain and new wine. May peoples serve you. May people serve you. Servants, slaves, and nations bow down to you, and, be, and you'll be a master of your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you, and curse be those who curse you, and bless be those who bless you. Someone tried to prove to me last night that America and the British Commonwealth cannot be Israel because they had slaves. But that doesn't prove they're not Israel. It actually proves they are Israel. Because you look out throughout, throughout the Bible, Israel had slaves. And the Bible does say that people will serve us and bow down to us. Because God has chosen to give the nations and tribes and mountains of Israel the uh, authority and the dominion over the other tribes of the earth. That was God's decision. This has nothing to do with prejudice. This has nothing to do with the color of skin, because you can be any color of skin and be part of these tribes. Any of these tribes, you can be different colors. It has nothing to do with color. But it has to do with nations and lands, birthrights, and God's judgment, and God's decisions, God's allotment, of what he has allotted to be done, and how it plays out in end-time prophecy. Look at chapter 28, verse 13. Chapter 28, verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac, Isaac and, the, and the land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your descendants. Your descendants also will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. This ain't talking about a people that's just 
uh, uh, only in the tiny little nation of Israel. But this is talking about people that will spread like the dust of the earth, like the sand of the shield shore, like the stars of the sky. The Bible describes it in all three of those ways. This is a great multitude of people. These are not a people that are limited only to the tiny little nation of Israel. See, most people in the whole world, all religions, all denominations, most Americans believe that Israel is only the little, tiny, little nation of Israel, the size of New Jersey. Only that little, tiny, little nation. That's what most people in the world believe. People show their ignorance of the Bible when they say that there's going to be 144,000 Jews sealed in the book of Revelation. They show their ignorance because the Bible never says that there's going to be 144,000 Jews sealed. It says that there's going to be 12,000 of the tribe of Judah. 12,000 of the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 of the tribe of Suam, so on, so on, of each of the 12 tribes. That is not 144,000 Jews. People show their ignorance of Bible history and ignorance about the tribes of Israel and what the Bible says about any and all of this by thinking that only the Jews are Israel. And that's why... People think, well, the Ten Commandments is only for the Jews, the Seventh Day is only for the Jews, and the Holy Days are only for the Jews, and obeying God is only for the Jews. But the Gentiles and everybody else throughout all the world, that they don't have to obey God. And that's the foundation for most religion on this earth, and most Americans and most people on this earth. You don't have to obey God because only the little tiny nation of Israel has to obey the Ten Commandments, the Seventh Day, the Holy Days, and what the Bible says to do. So this is important not only for prophecy, but obedience to God. Amen. But these are a people that are in great, great, great number, far beyond the Middle East, to the north, to the west, to the south, to the east. And now let's go to chapter 35. 35 verse 11. And that goes also right back to the British Empire, how the British Empire has been the largest, the single, most largest empire in all of human history to the north, to the south, to the east, as whatever direction, all across the world, like the dust, like the sand of the seashore. That is how multitude the tribes of Israel are. They are not confined to Africa. They are not confined to the Middle East. They are not confined to Asia. They are not confined to Russia. They are across the whole world, the descendants of the British Empire, including America. Chapter 35, verse 11. And God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of 
nations. So to identify the tribes of Israel, you've got to look at that there is a single nation, and then there is a multitude, a company, a confederation of nations. So to identify Israel, you've got to look who on earth fulfills the scripture better than anybody else. Who has been the largest company of nations? The British Empire was over Australia, South Africa, Jordan, Iran, Iraq, uh, Palestine, uh, Egypt, uh, the whole works. The whole works. I mean, the British Empire dominated the world. The world. Who fulfills this better than anyone else? Israel is both a nation and a company of nations. Should come from you, and kings should come forth from you. And the land which I gave to Abraham and to Isaac, I will give to you, and I will give the land to your descendants after you. Who controlled the Middle East until the lifetime of my own mom and dad, until their lifetime, or my grandmother? Only recently, only recently, did they sell their birthright again. Now look at chapter 48. Chapter 48, verse 1. Now we're going to come down to Joseph. Manasseh and Ephraim, coming down through another generation. 48 verse 1. Now it came about after these things that Joseph was told, Behold your father, Isaac, Jacob, Israel, is sick. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, the grandchildren of Israel. And when it was told to Jacob, Israel, Behold, your son Joseph has come to you. Israel collected his strength, set up in the bed. Then Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Lourdes in the land of Canaan and blessed me. Now right there, before I go any farther, I have to tell you before I forget it. Joseph, the son of Israel, to go with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, then Manasseh and Ephraim. Joseph married an Egyptian woman, according to the Bible. Look at the American dollar bill. How there's the Egyptian pyramid on the back of the dollar bill. Americans, just like the Hebrews intermarried with the Syrians, the Joseph married the Egyptian woman. And the Egyptian symbols are in Washington, D.C., the Washington Monument and, and uh, uh, everything else in Washington, D.C., and on the back of the dollar bill. These Egyptian symbols even identify who we are, who America is, that we are the descendants of Joseph and his Egyptian wife. So, yes, these are pagan symbols, but Joseph married in with the pagan Egyptians. And so it says in verse 4, 
And he said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and numerous, and I will make you a company of peoples, that's an empire, and will give this land to your descendants after you for everlasting possession. This wasn't something only thousands of years ago, but this was something that would come down even to our time. Now, your two sons, who were born to you in the land of Egypt, the forefathers of America, born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, are mine. So in other words, Jacob, Israel, on his deathbed, was adopting his two grandchildren, Manasseh and Ephraim, saying, I'm going to put my name upon them. He was transferring the blessings, that these blessings of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph was going down to these two tribes. Now, there was other tribes. There was tribe of Dan and Reuben and so forth and so forth, including Judah. But the promises went down to Ephraim and Manasseh more than what the promises were put down to Judah. So to identify the lost ten tribes, we'll get into that more in a few minutes, but to recognize the lost ten tribes rather than just Judah, the Jews, I mean, that part's easy. We know that Judah is the Jews. They admit that. They know that. That's easy. But the lost ten tribes, you have to look who are, where have the promises gone to Ephraim and Manasseh. So Manasseh and Ephraim has to be the British Commonwealth in America. One of these, we'll continue to read to confirm this, but Manasseh is America. Manasseh was the grandfather of America. Ephraim was the grandfather of the company of nations, the British Commonwealth. And it says that they should be mine, as Reuben and Simon are, but your offspring that have been born after them should be yours, and they should be called by the names of their brothers and their inheritance. Now, as for me, when I came from uh, Pandan, Rachel died. And in my sorrow, in the land of Canaan on the journey, when there was still some distance to go to Ephroth, and I buried her there on the way to Ephroth, that is Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, who are these? Joseph said to his father, they are my sons whom God has given me here. So he said, Bring them to me, please, that I may bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were so dim from age that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them close to him, and he kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face, and behold, God has let me see your children as well. Then Joseph took them from his knees and bowed them with his face, his face to the ground. Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand, Toward Israel's left, and Manasseh with his left hand toward Israel's right, and brought them close to him. But Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on the hand of Ephraim, which was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, crossing his hands, although Manasseh was the firstborn. He blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom all my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, not saying that God is an angel, but that word angel means the manifestation, the person who has redeemed me from, from all evil, bless the lads, and may my name live on them. 
and the names of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and may they grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on Ephraim's head, which would mean would, would mean that Ephraim would become the greater number of people. And it displeased him, he grasped his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's hand to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Place your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also would become a people, talking about Manasseh, America, and he also will be great. However, his younger brother should be greater than him. The British Commonwealth, the greatest, largest, most powerful empire that's ever existed in all humanity. He should be greater than he. And his descendants should become a multitude of nations. Talking about the common wealth of nations of the British Empire. How much more clear can you get? How much more clear can you get? Let's look at the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 11. Because now we have to look at the division of these group of nations because people don't understand that Judah and Benjamin got separated from the ten tribes and there was a separation of tribes which is why you have only the nation of Judah in the Middle East now surrounded by the Gentile nations I mean, even that alone identifies who Israel is and proves that the Jews in the Middle East are true Jews. Even that alone proves it. All these conspiracy theories, websites, false teachers all across the Internet, hey, they're very convincing. But all you got to do is open your eyes to the reality of what we see and what the Bible says, who the blessings would go to, who the promises who will go to, who the curses will go to. It's that simple. People don't like the truth. They'd rather stay with the internet. They'd rather stay with their false doctrines, the propaganda that has been taught to them by the Muslims, by the demons, by the demon crafts, they don't want truth. These websites out there are teaching people that the Jews are not true Jews. That is a doctrine of hate. It is Islamic propaganda. It is anti-Semitism. It is Esau against Jacob. It is, it is Ishmael against Isaac. It is Islam against Christianity. It goes to that extent. It is the devil against Jesus. I mean, that is what it actually really 
is. These website doctrines that are teaching you that the tribes of Israel are black tribes has nothing to do with race, but the devil's making it out to be about race. Because it is family warfare. It is the warfare between the brothers, because all these tribes, I mean, we're all of one blood. We all come from Abraham. I mean, we all come, well, we all come from Abraham too, you know, basically. But I'm trying to say that we all come from Adam. But these tribes that are Gentile are trying to manifest themselves as being the inheritors of the birthright. That's why they're trying to claim that they are Israel and trying to kick out the true Jews by saying that the true Jews are not true Jews. That's the same reason that they say that the Temple Mount never belonged to the Jews. That's the same reason they say uh, that Jesus is a Muslim and all these other false things that they say. This is Islamic, Arab, Gentile propaganda to try to overthrow the descendants of Jacob. And that's exactly what it is. Because that the devil does not want you to understand prophecy. The devil does not want you to understand that America will be invaded. If America and the British Commonwealth is not usual, then America will not ever be invaded by Russia and China. Is that simple and that powerful? I mean, that's powerful. Let's say that again. If America and the British Commonwealth are not Israel, then the Bible never, ever, ever tells us that we will be invaded by Russia and China, God and God. So what is the truth? Will America be invaded or not? Will Russia and China invade America or not? Open your eyes and see that Russia and the United States are bumping heads right now. Right now, America and Russia and China, Syria, Iran, look at who God Magog is. Look at who their opponents are. Who is fighting who? That alone proves who Israel is. Is, is Russia and China and Iran and Syria about to invade Nigeria? Are they about to invade Rwanda and Uganda and all those nations? Or are the alliances, the Western civilization, the descendants of Israel against, just like it says in Ezekiel 38, to draw a line on a notepad? And on one side of the line, put Russia and all their allies, Persia and Iran on all their allies, on one side of the line. On the other side of the line, on your notepad, put who are their enemies and who are the allies of their enemies? So on one line, on one side of the line, you would have Russia, China, Syria, Iran. On the other side of the line, you would have the United States, Israel, and Australia, South Africa, the British Empire, including India. How more simple? Come on, it's so, so simple. But the Internet wants to make it so complicated and give you all kinds of redirects 
things to redirect you, distract you from the simple truth. Amen? Simple truth. 1 Kings 11, verse 11. Americans think we'll never be invaded because they don't know who they are. You better know who you are. You better know who you are in Scripture. And again, it has nothing to do with color because you can be a black American or a Chinese American or a Mexican American. But if you are American, then you are part of Manasseh. According to the Bible, when the Gentiles came and converted to the God of Israel and lived with the Israelites and followed the religion of the Israelites following the one true God of heaven and earth, they were considered to be part of the family. They were adopted into the family. Even the book of Romans talks about that, how the, the Gentiles are being grafted into the family. So it don't matter where you was born or what color you may be. The fact is, if you are American, you are American. Amen? And you need to understand that the Americans are going to be invaded. They are. We see how Russia and China is preparing and threatening and uh, training on a daily basis. Training and preparing for World War III. They know they're going to war. Americans don't know. But Russia and China and Syria and Iran, they know they are going to war with America. But America, now, it's going to be peace forever because we'd rather have our ears tickled that the prophecies of God made God in Israel is talking about someone else. 1 Kings 11, verse 11. So the Lord said to Solomon, because you have done this, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you, a division between the northern tribes and the southern tribes. I will tear the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant, even to a slave of Israel. Was going to become a king. Isn't that wild? Isn't that beautiful? God promoted a servant of Israel to be a king of Israel after Solomon. Hey, I, I was never taught that by any church. I only just learned it by reading the Bible and, to be honest with you, watching a Christian movie. And that's sad that you have to learn biblical history more from Hollywood than from the churches. Because the churches are so limited in what they teach. The churches out there, the only thing they teach you when you come and sit down in their churches is you've got to get right and saved or you're going to hell. And that's all they teach. So you learn more from Hollywood. And that's pretty sad. But at least that movie uh, directed me to understand more about what happened to Solomon and his descendants. And then the Bible, 
taken up from there and God leading me to this scripture and God directing me and leading me on the truth here and, and protecting me from false doctrine. And so Solomon, he was going to lose the kingdom. And verse 12 says, Nevertheless, I will not do it in your day for the sake of your father David, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son, Solomon's son. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom of all the 12 tribes, but I will give one tribe of the 12 to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Look at verse 26. Verse 26, 1 Kings 11, verse 26. Then Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, uh, a Ephraimite of, Zer- of uh, Zeradal, Solomon's servant, whose mother's name was Zerah, a widow, also rebelled against the king. Now this was the reason why he rebelled against the king. Solomon built the mallow and closed up the breach of the city of his father David. Now the man Jeroboam was a valiant warrior. And when Solomon saw that the young man was industrious, he appointed him over all the forced labor of the house of Joseph. It came about at that time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem that the prophet Ahijah, the Solonite, found him on the road. Now, Ahijah had clothed himself with a new cloak, and both of them were alone in the field. Then Ahijah took hold of the new cloak, which was on him, and tore it in twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, Take for yourself ten pieces. This was the servant of Solomon. For thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and give you ten tribes. So this is where we get the lost ten tribes of Israel. But he will have one tribe, the son of Solomon will have one tribe, for the sake of my servant David, for the sake of Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen from all the tribes of Israel. Because they have forsaken me, and have worshipped Estar, Easter, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemesh, the god of Moab, and Milcom, the god of the sons of Ammon, and they have not walked in my ways, doing what is right in my sight, and observing my statutes and my ordinances, as his father David did. Now, the truth is that the Israelites and the Jews, both, the house of Israel and the house of Judah, the northern tribes the southern tribes, both has worshipped this god Easter. Estar, Easter. You can pronounce it either way is correct. It's just a matter of dialect. But uh, even to this very day, uh, people across the world are worshiping this Assyrian god, Easter, and forsaking the one true God of Israel. And so... uh, this follow along, you know, with who the Israelites are, that they are doing this. The Israelites are still following these Assyrian gods. And so what we see here is a division of the tribes, and, and most people are ignorant of that, that there was a division of the tribes, the northern tribes and the southern tribes. Look at chapter 12, 
verse 24. Thus saith the Lord, you must go up and fight against your relatives, the sons of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing has come from me. So they listened to the word of the Lord and returned and went their way according to the word of the Lord. Uh, look at verse 23. Speak to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the house of Judah and Benjamin and to the rest of the people, saying, go up and fight the sons of Israel. So here you have a civil war between the Jews and Israel. Has anybody ever told you that? That in the Bible, there was wars, more than one war, between Israel and the Jews. But yet, almost every person that you talk to will think that the Jews are the only tribe of Israel. They don't know nothing about these other tribes. And they think that the Jews are all of Israel, but the Jews are only one-twelfth of Israel. So you have to identify the other tribes. Now, if you read all, all the Bible, you'll find out we're not going to read uh, any more scriptures uh, as far as I know of right now. But there's a few more points I want to make. But if you read the Bible and straight it out and even look at history, the fact is that the northern ten tribes that were given to Solomon's servant because they were worshiping Easter, they got taken captive by the Assyrians because they were worshiping the Assyrian God. So God gave them over to their delusion. God gave them over to their God that they wanted to serve and say, okay, you want to serve the Assyrian gods? You go be with the Assyrians. You committed fornication, you commit adultery with the Assyrians, you go live with the Assyrians. And that's what happened. And so the northern ten tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim, the forefathers of America and the British Commonwealth, got taken to the northwest of the land, the Holy Land, and got carried away captive. And then history picks up. The Bible doesn't tell us where they all went from there. But history picks up, and it is established fact that to this very day, the nation of Denmark called themselves Denmark because Denmark, actually Denmark, knows and uh, publicly establishes, publicly acknowledges they are the tribe of Dan. So that's up with the British, you know, up there in the northwestern Isles. Yeah, Sweden, Norway, and all that. So they got carried away, went through their generations and descendants, went all the way up there next to England. And uh, the, the Denmark Constitution even declares that they are a tribe of Israel, that they are Israelites. The Americans forget who we are. But Denmark, they know who they are. Even George Washington publicly preached. George Washington was a preacher, spoke about Jesus Christ and the Holy Scriptures and the Ten Commandments on a regular basis. Sure, he was defiled with Freemasonry, but he also eventually even spoke against 
Freemasonry. When he left Freemasonry and spoke against it, that no, these websites are not teaching you that part because they only want to teach you that America is evil, that America is bad, that the founding of America is evil, that the founding of America is bad. That's where the devil works because the devil does not want you to honor and respect the establishment of the great nation of the United States. Amen? And they would rather that you follow Islamic propaganda. Amen? Even George Washington, the preacher, said that America is a tribe of Israel. And it is also established fact that in the 1800s and up until the 1800s, that preachers in the Protestant denominations acknowledged that America and the British Commonwealth are the ten tribes of Israel. It was common knowledge in most Christians all across America and the British Empire. It was common knowledge and preached on a regular basis that America and the British Empire are the tribes of Israel. It was part of uh, our identity, who he was, and the founding of America. It was all about our birthright. It was all about who we were, that we were the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that only got removed from the churches and from the preaching only when the pre-trib rapture and the focus on tongues got so well established in the Pentecostal and Baptist churches. And so it was the pre-trib rapture doctrine and the focus on speaking in tongues that overtook and pushed out the focus of who we are and replaced that teaching and we forgot who we were because false doctrine crept in. Amen. Another thing we must consider is if America has become, at least until Obama, was the most powerful nation on earth other than the British Empire, but if you look at one single nation rather than a company of nations, America was the most powerful nation on earth. They had the greatest economy, they had the greatest, strongest, most powerful military on earth until President Carter. I mean, that's fact. And until Obama, even more so. So would, um, would the Bible ignore America in the end times? If America is going to exist in the last generation on earth, if America is going to exist in the book of Revelation, if America is going to exist in this last generation, then would the Bible and prophecy, Bible prophecy, ignore the biggest, most powerful nation on earth? No 
way. No way. No way. No way. Because that's very ignorant and arrogant to say that or think or to assume that the Bible would not speak about America in the end time. I mean, think about that. Think about it. America has to be in the Bible. The biggest, most powerful nation on earth of the end time, not in the Bible? That doesn't make sense. We are Israel. So, then, understanding Ezekiel 38, Persia, the empire of the book of Esther, the Iranian Persian people coming against America in Ezekiel 38, coming against the child of Judah and against the mountains of Israel, coming against the British Empire, coming against Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, Great Britain, Denmark, and America. America is not going to escape the Great Tribulation. America is not going to escape the Seven Seals. America is not going to escape the persecution and the famine and the pestilence and the invasion of the Book of Revelation. America is in the Bible. But we have to push aside the false doctrines of a focus on speaking in tongues and a focus on a preacher of rapture and wake up to the reality of who we are in the Bible. Reestablishing original doctrine. Amen? Reestablishing original doctrine. And so, when I got ready for services to start, I opened up my Bible and opened it right up to Esther. God reminded me, even though I did not have it written down, tell the people that when Perm comes up March 12th and 13th, that this is important to the end-time New Covenant Christians of our generation and to Americans. Perm should not be important just to the child of Judah. It might have been only the Jews that were under captivity in that day and time to Babylon of the media Persian Empire because the Israelites had already been taken away uh, by Assyria. But nevertheless, in the end time, the Persian Empire of Ezekiel 38 is not coming against just Judah. They're coming against all the mountains of Israel, including America and Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. And we should not become focused on bloodlines for pride reasons or prejudice or hate. But we do have to understand that God does talk about the tribes of Israel in the book of Revelation. He does say there would be 12,000 of each of the 12 tribes 
that will be sealed. So evidently, regardless of traditional denominational doctrine, these bloodlines are still important to God. That he still, even in the last generation, even in the new covenant time of the great tribulation, these birthrights, these bloodlines, these tribes are still important to God even in the new covenant in time generation. You'll never hear that preached in the Babylonian church. And the reason it's important to God, even though he loves all people of all colors, of all nations, of all languages, and he's grafting all of them in to the same family tree. But the reason it's important to God is because God did begin with Abraham. And because God did promise Abraham. And because God keeps his promises to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Manasseh, Ephraim, America, Great Britain. Even if we sell our birthright, the birthright will come back to us. And even though America has forsaken God, even South Africa, Australia, New Zealand in many ways, Great Britain, England, has forsaken God in many ways, when God chastises his children, we will repent. And God will turn the war around, even as he did in the days of Esther. And even though the Persians would get a victory over us for a time and a season, God will turn the gallows against the Persians. And we will have victory. In the end, in the end, not at first, but in the end of the great tribulation, God, Jesus, will turn the war around. This is important. As we prepare for the days of Perm, March 12th and 13th, that on those days we think about this, that war is coming to America because that they have chosen to follow the Assyrian Easter. That God will give America and the British Empire over to the Assyrians and Persians and Romans. But we will be chastised, judged and punished, and we will repent. God always preserves a remnant. God would turn the war around. And I'm wondering if God has established President Trump as in the symbolism of trumpet, President Trump. I'm wondering, I'm not declaring, but I'm wondering if Trump might be the last president and I'm wondering if he has survived the invasion, go underground and come back up from the burning ashes of America in the last day, I'm wondering. We'll have to wait and see how all this plays out. But God is in control. 
And we do know that God will tour, uh, turn the war around regardless whether he uses Trump in the final days, whether Trump will survive, whether Trump will survive underground and, and, and somehow have a play in the last battle of returning the American military against the invasion in the last day or not. However it comes, we're still going to have the military victory, and America will rise from the ashes. Australia, South Africa, we have many people across New Zealand and Australia and South Africa that follow the ministry, even if they don't listen to services. We do have a lot of people, and I've had a lot of people contact me throughout the years from South Africa, because a lot of South Africans uh, know who they are. Americans don't. But a lot of people of South Africa, they know that they are part of Israel. That's common knowledge there. So let us think about these things during Perm, and I invite you to special services on March the 12th, which is going to be first day of the week, Sunday. So we have services two days in a row, March the 11th and the 12th. March the 11th is the seventh day of the week. March 12th is the first day of the week, Sunday. But we're having special services on the 12th because, not because it's Sunday, but because it is Param, two days of Param on the 12th and 13th. So we ain't going to have services both days of Param, just the first day of Param, to acknowledge Param. Now, the Bible does not command us to keep Param other than the command of Mordecai and Esther who are citizens of the kingdom and who are uh, leaders of the kingdom of that time. And God is not looking for people that have to be commanded and always have to stump down his fists and say, worship me, worship me, worship me. He's looking for people who will voluntarily, voluntarily worship him on these days of parents. Even if it's not a command and you're not commanded, but voluntarily worship him on these days that have been established by people he established. Amen? We should respect Mordecai and Esther and remember them and honor them and I believe that we should honor their commands, their leadership to this very day because it has great, great symbolism for our day and our time. Amen. And we worship God in this, that God gave that victory, and that God is going to give this victory. And if we start keeping prayer every year, then it will remind us, not only this year, but next year, and the next year, and the next year, and our children and our grandchildren, until Jesus comes, remind us who we are, that God controls the wars, God will bring the invaders because of our sins that always preserve a remnant, turn the war around after we repent, and keep his promises, for God is faithful. Great is his faithfulness. He will keep his promises. Amen. And he will give us the victory against Iran. Not at first, but he will give us the victory. This is so important. When you're going into war, what do you do if you're in an army? 
What do you do if you're the general of the army, if you're the captain, if you're the sergeant of the army, and you're about to send your troops into war, as you encourage your troops and you get your troops uh, wired up and encourage them and say, yes, you're going into a bloody battle, and you are. You're going into a bloody battle, but you are going to see victory, and you will lose some of the first battles. But in the end, I promise you, it is written in the holy scriptures of the word of God that God is faithful and he will not break his promises. America and Australia and South Africa and even South Korea, even though you're not part of the Trev tribes of Israel, you have become our brothers. You people in South Korea, that have joined the Light Ministries, we adopt you as our brothers, and you are our spiritual brothers. And if you have the Holy Ghost of Jesus Christ in you, then you are a spiritual Israelite, part of our family. And when you cry, we cry. When you hurt, we hurt. And when you rejoice, we rejoice. And we stand with you in South Korea You are our family, the brothers of Israel. You are the allies of America. And America will stand with South Korea. Pastor Tim stands with South Korea. I saw the light ministries stands with South Korea. And cursed be the president of North Korea. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. The army of the Lord stands with its soldiers, and we will have the victory in Jesus Christ. We know who our captain is, our the captain. I can't pronounce these words, but you know what I'm saying. The head of our army. He has been in war before. He is an experienced general of the army. And he is leading us into a war, not to lose, but to win. Amen. Praise God. If you stand with this army and do not desert it. So many people have deserted this army. But if you will not desert his army, then he will not desert you. The deserters of the army are shunned. But those that do not desert the army are embraced. Blessed are those who bless us, and cursed are those who curse us forevermore, even to the new heaven and the new earth. The word of God is established. This day, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Special services, Perm, March the 12th. Thank you for listening. Special shout out to our sister Lynn in Florida and brother Jonathan and Johnny and AJ, Aiden and everyone else that may be listening. I don't know who all is listening, who will listen. And special love to sister Lisa and to all those that go unnamed. God knows 
every name of every soldier. In the kingdom of God, in the spiritual realm, there are no unknown soldiers. But God knows your name, every one of you. Thanks for listening. May God bless you in amazing ways. In Jesus' name, always. Amen.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.